Hi, and welcome to the Country Hope Church podcast. We're based in regional Queensland with locations in Chinchilla, Gainda, Jandawi, and Meandara. We hope you enjoy this episode and we invite you to join us for a Sunday service. For full details, head to our website, www.countryhope.church. Interesting that Mari said that she's currently reading through the Bible. Just um, uh, don't be embarrassed if you haven't, but anyone here read through the entire Bible? Anyone read every part of the Bible? If you've read every part of the Bible, you would know that there are some places in the Bible that are extremely difficult to understand. I don't understand Revelation. It spins my head out. I don't know what it's on about. Ezekiel as well. There are parts of the Bible that are really weird and hard to understand. After the holidays, we're going to start a new sermon series on how to read the Bible, on how to get the most, because God speaks through his word. And so it's going to be an interesting sermon series as we look at how to read the Bible better. And so I'm looking forward to that. But in the lead up to that, over the next two weeks uh, of the holidays, I'm going to look at two passages that seem weird. And they're, they're things that Jesus did. And Jesus did some strange things. And the writers of the Gospels uh, wrote them down for some reason. And for us in 21st century Chinchilla, they could seem, why is that story there? That's really weird. But as we look at it, we begin to see the importance of knowing the reason that the story was there and what the original readers got from that and how they understood it. And we're going to look at that a little bit today. I'm going to read a passage from Mark 11. Now, this is Jesus doing something pretty weird. It says this, The next day they were leaving Bethany and Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Now, okay, the tree is there, it's got leaves, it's not the season for figs, but he went looking for fruit. Then he said to the tree, May no one ever eat from you ever again. And the disciples heard him say it. Then we skip a few verses and go down to verse 19. When evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In the morning they went along and they saw the fig tree withered from its roots. Then Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look at the fig tree that you've cursed. It's withered. Then Jesus said, have faith in God. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to the mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart but believe what they have said will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. What is this on about? Why did Jesus curse a tree because it had no fruit, even though it wasn't the time for fruit? What is going on here? You may look at this and you may think, well... Maybe that Snickers ad is true. You're not really yourself when you're hungry, so make sure you're well fed. Or maybe you look at this and you think, well, this is good. This now gives me justification when I go up in the middle of the night, look in the fridge and there's nothing to eat. Now I've got permission to be angry because Jesus was angry. Or, or maybe it just tells us Jesus wasn't a greenie. What does it mean to us? Our first reading of the story, it's weird, 
But then we remember everything that Jesus did, he did for a reason. And everything the writers put down that Jesus did, they put it down for a reason. There's a reason this story is here. Our challenge is to understand what it's all about. So we have a fig tree. Matthew's going to put up a fig. That's what the fig tree, that's a fig tree in Israel today. It would have looked like that, a fig tree. It says, Jesus saw the fig tree from a long distance away. The fig tree when it wasn't the season for figs. And so the people reading Mark way back then, 2,000 years ago, would have understood this straight away because it was a fig tree with new leaves. Fig trees in Israel at that time, uh, when after winter, uh, leaves returned to the fig tree. And so over the season of figs, you would have several um, harvests of figs. Um, and so you could get plenty of harvest from the fig. But when uh, the, the leaves first appeared, there were little semi-fruit, I guess you could say. Just show us, Matthew. Little, not quite figs, but they're little fruit things. And they wouldn't actually be called figs by the Jews. They were called takshish. Takshish, can you say that? Takshish. They were tiny little semi-figs. And they would appear with the first leave. Taxes were very important because two reasons. Number one, they would indicate what sort of crop you could look forward to. So when the taxes appeared, they would be picked, they would be harvested, and then you could expect a good harvest of your first fruit if you had lots of taxes. The other important thing about this is that they would be harvested and then taken to market and they weren't fully formed figs, so they weren't an actual crop that was prized. But what they did is they would then give this takshish to the poor and the lowly. And they would be able to then cook them up, use them. They weren't quite figs, but they were still food. And so poor people could get a good supply of takshish that would see them through. It was, a, it was like a gift to poor people. Uh, and this is how a lot of people survived on, on things like this, like the taxis. So when Jesus saw the fig tree in the distance and saw that it had leaves... Uh, and then got up to, close to it and saw it had no taxes, then he knew that this tree could not help the poor and the needy. This was a useless tree. It looked good, but it actually had no fruit to help people. So when Mark said it's not the season for figs, it was true, but the original readers would have also realised, but it should have had taxes to be a, a useful tree that would help the poor and the needy. And so when it didn't have the thing that would help the poor and the needy, Jesus then cursed it. I curse you, fig tree, and then it died. So why have we got this story here at all? Why do we see this? A key in this passage is the verses that I skipped over in the middle. I went in Mark 11, started, then I skipped over some verses, then went to the... It's in the context of the passage. This is what happened in this story. Jesus was going along towards Jerusalem, saw the beautiful tree with lots of leaves, but with no little fruit that could help the poor and the needy. He then went into Jerusalem. This is what happened. It says in the middle here, uh, on reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. 
He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry any merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, is it not written my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him, for they feared him because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. Now we have here a full story. We've got the story of the fig tree with no little pre-fruit that would help the poor and the needy. Then we have Jesus going into the temple in Jerusalem. Now this is an important part of the story because what the way the temple was set up, and this was a cultural thing, this is what happened back then, to 21st century Chinchillians, this doesn't sound very good, but this is the way the temple was set up. Right in the middle was where Jewish men could worship God. That was their spot. And then around that was an outer court, and that's where non-Jewish people and women and handicapped people could worship God. And it was split up into a couple of different areas. And where the money changers and the robbers were, they'd set up their business around in the outer court that was supposed to be for women, handicapped people and non-Jews to worship God. And what they'd basically done is set it up there and basically said, if you're not a Jew, not a, if you're not a Jew or a woman or a handicapped person, then we don't care if you get space to worship God. We're taking this space because we want to make money. And it's why Jesus was so enraged when he saw it and why he said, uh, this temple is supposed to be a temple for all nations that everyone can come and worship. And you're pushing these people out and, and disregarding them and not giving them a chance to worship God. And he cleared them out and he drove them out and he said, how dare you be like this? And he was so angry with them because they were failing to give space to people to worship God, the poor and the needy and the afflicted. And it made him angry that they were doing this. And they'd been doing it for a couple of hundred years and no one had ever challenged it. No one had ever said, hey, wait a sec, this space here should be for those people to come and worship God and you're not letting them worship God. But Jesus challenged it and he was really angry. And that's the story in the middle of this story of the fig tree. Now, if you were a reader back then, you could understand straight away what he's saying. The fig tree represented the religious elite in Jerusalem that had the appearance of being good. We worship God. We control the temple. We do our sacrifices right. We are holy. And they had the appearance. They had the leaves that made them look good. We are good trees in God's sight. But actually, they had no fruit. There was nothing of substance. They didn't actually care about God or care about his people. They actually just wanted to put on the appearance of doing the right thing. And so Jesus really highlighted this. Imagine a form of worship that was all about appearance, not about substance. Imagine a form of worship where you just came to church to appear to be doing the right thing. And it was all looked good, but actually underneath there was no fruit there. There was no growth. It was just about appearances. Imagine a form of worship where there's no life change, no repentance, no transformation, no moving closer to God. Imagine a form of worship where it's just going through the motions, but there's no relationship. Could that happen in 21st century Chinchilla, where we only go through the form of worship 
but we don't actually connect with God. Listen to some of these Old Testament passages. This is God speaking to his people. I don't want your sacrifices. I want your love. I don't want your offering. I want you to know me. This is God speaking to his people. This is in Hosea, uh, in Isaiah. This is a, a, an interesting passage. I'm sick of your sacrifices, says the Lord. I'm sick of your worship. Imagine that. Imagine if we came into church one day and we heard God's voice say, I'm sick of your singing. What? He said, don't bring me any more burnt offerings. I don't want the fat from your rams or other animals. I don't want to see all this stuff. I don't want to see your worship. It's worthless sacrifice. The worship that you bring me is a stench in my nostrils. I don't want anything to do with them. I want your heart. Interesting passage. And so Jesus was highlighting here that it's possible. It's possible to do the right thing Sunday after Sunday to come in to worship God, to put your offering in the offering box, to appear nice, but it's actually a stench in God's nostrils because you're not actually worshipping God, you're just going through the motions. And with the fig tree, from a distance it appeared leafy and lovely, but actually it was barren and worthless. A form of worship that doesn't actually connect to God and give him glory is like a tree with leaves and no fruit, Jesus was saying. Imagine a form of worship that's all about yourself. Imagine uh, it's all about what I can get out of it and not what I can give others. And Jesus was also saying, a form of worship where it's all about you and not how I can serve people is like a tree with lots of leaves, but it doesn't actually serve others and give to the poor and the needy. Because true worship not only connects with God, but it connects with other people as well. True worship is, I'm here to worship God with you. And I will do my worship with you. I will do my life with you. I will worship God in the way that I sing and acknowledge him and live my life. I will also worship God in the way that I relate to the people around me who love God. And it's an important form of worship. And for, for Jesus, this tree, this fig tree, that looked really good but actually had no fruit for the poor, the needy, the afflicted, other people, it was a worthless tree. And Jesus said be cursed because that tree was all about how good I look not how can I help people and in the temple Jesus wasn't pleased with the temple traders and the people who looked good on the outside but actually didn't care about others and didn't care about God and just wanted to look good he didn't he drove them out of the temple so what does it mean for us well this question up here is a great question what type of tree am I the leafy tree that looks good in outward appearance, that everything is, is okay, everything is all right. But on closer inspection, the fruit isn't there. It's one thing to worship God on a Sunday and come to church and look good and sing. It's another thing during the week to say, God, help me live the life you want me to live. I give myself to you as a living sacrifice. Change me. You see, it's not about doing the right things it's about having the right heart, with a heart for God, where there's fruit. It's about actually being connected with God and having relationship with him. It's about uh, giving God again and again your heart and, and, and developing from him, uh, developing as he, as he takes you on. And, 
It's like the fig tree with lots of crops. Uh, you will keep producing fruit and fruit again and fruit again and fruit again as you truly worship God and allow him to change you. But it's not all, all about you changing. It's also about you providing for others, especially those in need. Uh, one of the things that the church, and I'm talking about the church in general, has tended to develop in the last hundred years or so is a me culture. How can my church serve me? How can I, how can church be good for me? What am I getting out of this? How do I benefit from church? And people actually leave churches and say, well, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm going somewhere else. I'm, and it's all about me and what I can get. But a fruitful tree always looks at others first. How can I serve others? How can I benefit others? How can I support others? How can I encourage others? And as we all do that, we all grow together. So one tree is full of leaves, but there's actually no fruit, no growing in God, and there's no, I'm going to support others and benefit others. And the other tree, it's got fruit, and a crop comes again and again and again and again. Interesting that Jesus, the lesson he drew from this episode, and it seems a bit weird as well. He's talked about the fig tree and it has no fruit, so I've cursed it. And then when Peter said, look at that tree, that's amazing, he answered with this, have faith in God. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and does not doubt in their heart but believes what they say will happen, it will be done. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Uh, interesting, what's he talking about here? What he's talking about is, as we are fruitful, God takes us on and we achieve things for God. We step out in faith and we, we uh, help his kingdom. We advance his kingdom as we do it. And our faith grows and we, we, we become bigger people. And we move on in God forward all the time, advancing his kingdom. That's what happens to a fruitful tree. A fruitful tree connects with God and there is results from that. You see fruit in people's life as they honour God, as they go on for God, as they grow in God. And when fair income worship takes place then I grow. My prayer is at the end of 2021, I will be a better follower of Christ than I was at the start of this year. That I'm a fair dinkum worshipper and I put off the stuff I need to put off and I grow in him and I step out in faith and I, I do things for him because that's what a fruitful tree does. The second part of this is interesting. He says, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you. This is the second type of fruitful tree. If you have anything against anyone, work it out. Because this is what being fruitful for God is. If you're sitting here today and you have a difficulty, you have a grudge, you have a, a, a disagreement with someone else and you're not working that thing out, what Jesus says is you're like a tree... That looks good, but there's no fruit there. So work out your stuff. Now, this can be the difficult part of being a Christian. Uh, lots of being a Christian is great, and I love the worship, and I love it. But to actually sit and work stuff out with people can be difficult, but it's what we're called to be as fruitful trees. Work your stuff out. What sort of tree, what sort of tree of you? This is what a fruitful tree looks like. Someone who fed income worship God and wants to serve him and grow in him. And someone who serves others and quickly works stuff out 
when there's division between us. That's what a fruitful tree looked like. And Jesus made this, uh, gave this lesson to his disciples. And Mark and Matthew both included this in their Gospels. It's something, a lesson that really uh, was impressed upon them. We need to get this lesson that to be truly fruitful, it's not about show, it's not about appearing to be a worshipful person, it's actually about fair income connecting with God, growing in him and having good relationship with other people. And you can say, I'm a Christian, I'm, but unless there's growth and unless you work stuff out, then it's all leaf and no fruit. So today, our lesson, maybe you need to connect with God again and say, God, I haven't taken you as seriously as I should. I haven't really uh, given you my whole life, my heart lately, and I need to repent of that. And God, I want to serve you. Or maybe you need to work something out with someone else. Because if you don't, you're just a tree with leaf and nothing else. Why don't we stand? We're going to pray. Interesting, now we know why Jesus cursed a fig tree with no fruit, even though it wasn't fruit season. You see, just a simple thing, a simple, this is what the original readers would have thought of this. Now I understand it. And like I said, in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to look at the Bible. We're going to look at how to read it better, how to get more out of it, because it's God's word to us. And there is that essence of the Holy Spirit teaches us and we grow in him. But there's also that essence of I've got to study and learn it and I've got to understand how to read the Bible better and that's what we're going to do in church over the next few weeks. But why don't we pray? Lord, I want to thank you for your word that is so straight to our heart. I love the fact that, God, you don't muck around, you just tell us straight. And, Lord, I pray as we looked at this example of the fig tree today, that we wouldn't be impressed with leafiness or appearance, but we realise God wants something more substantial. He wants our heart. And I pray that as people in this church, that we would be fair income about our worship, that it wouldn't be about singing well or giving an offering or, or whatever it is, but it would be about loving you, connecting with you and serving you. Lord, may we do that. And maybe people here feel far from you today I pray that this week they would get before you simply and say God let me feel your presence again I want to serve you Lord maybe there are people here today who have something against someone else I pray that they would work it out quickly Lord I pray that there would be no unforgiveness, no bitterness no division because that leads to barrenness But instead, I pray that we would work things out, even though it's difficult and requires us to swallow our pride. I pray that we would do that quickly. May we be trees that have leaf and fruit, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's your homework for the week. Read this passage again and ask yourself that question. What sort of tree am I? How can I improve my fruitfulness and it might be as easy as saying this week and from now on I'm just going to spend five minutes a day praying God change me and see what he does 
Or maybe you've got to approach someone and say, hey, we've got to work this out because it's leading to barrenness. Whatever it is, just spend time with God this week saying, God, what would you have me to do? And see how he answers that prayer. Let's worship a moment. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Country Hope Church podcast and that this episode blessed you. If you've got any questions or prayer requests, please don't hesitate to contact us through our email, connect at countryhope.church. If you'd like to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode, that would be fantastic. Otherwise, we hope to see you either online or in person at some point soon.